Welcome to the People Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder. He's Mark Titus. We made it through Oxford, Mississippi. Mark, how you feeling this Monday? We 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 made it through. Yeah, we made it we through did. Mississippi. Uh, it's raining out here in LA, Charlotte. That's how. That's garbage. That's how I feel. Um, it's it's not. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. That's, I didn't uh, know that was legal. Yeah, I woke up. It, it rains every so often, and when it does, you just kind of like wait a few hours for it to go away because you're like, this isn't right. And um, <laughs> yeah, usually it does, and it hasn't. And it's been raining all day, and it's Monday, and you know, we're we're doing our best to make it through. But we're here today. Uh, we had <laughs> we a great really time. We really are. We really are doing. We're just doing our best. Okay. <laughs> oh, but uh, like- <laughs> we, yeah, we had a good time in Mississippi, um, and uh, yeah, that's that. And and we're we're down to the final week of this thing, this road trip. I can't, I can't believe, believe that. It. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it. I really can't. I'm like, I think you know, there was a there was a moment in Oxford. First of all, the crowd in Oxford who came out to the library bar mm-hmm. was awesome. Mm-hmm. That was really. I want to I want to shout out to everyone who came out to there where the cover charge was way more money than anyone should pay someone to said hear the us cover, talk. Yeah, someone said the cover was 60 bucks to get in that night. And I said, what What would it have been if we weren't there? Like 150? <laughs> I think it went up later in the night after yeah, our show. Yeah, after when our we show, weren't so talking. Yeah. Like- <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I was, I just had a moment where, you know, I was in, I was, I looked at myself in the mirror before we did our live show. And I was like, I don't think I've processed much of what's happened these past eight seven weeks because you know it's been go 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 and then I just had I was like where am I and what time is it and what day is it and like I think it's gonna hit us in a few weeks be like whoa we did a lot of really cool stuff (laughs) yeah yeah this is the part though this is the part of the the job where um you you feel like the absolute worst because like every every stop we're going on and talking to people uh every everyone seems to to be uh in agreement that this is like the the most insane job that we have that we get yes. to do this for they're like so you're doing what now you're just going around the country to a college football game or i'm like yeah 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 and they're like that must be just like the greatest thing ever and i'm like yeah yeah it definitely is um i i have no idea where i am at any <laughs> given right. time right now i have no you know and i i i, I have a tendency to like want to complain about a handful of things because like the, the great part about this is very obvious and very outward and hopefully we're we're doing our job well to like if you're uh falling along on the tour with charlotte and i you see all the the fun we're having you yeah. know but we know how social media works charlotte we know how right. we know how this, we put right. out the fun stuff Right. And then we go to our hotels and we're just like, where, wh- what time zone? You know how many times I've asked people like, what time zone are we in? What day is it? What? It's usually central time. If that's helpful. Yeah. I found it's um, usually. No, so I, I have to check myself. Cause like I, uh, whenever anybody asks me how it's going, um, in my mind, I think I, I don't need to state the obvious, which is that like, this is cool. It's a cool gig. So I'm just like, you know, what's surprising is that, uh, I have not had a real meal of food in two months now. <laughs> I'm just been eating like no, barbecue I mean, and, and tailgate food and like that's all I eat. Um and I have no idea what my health looks like right now, but we'll it we'll just gives me <laughs> a lot of appreciation for fans of teams who tailgate every weekend yeah. and and follow their team because it's not for the faint of heart. Like it's been the most incredible opportunity to go to these different places. Um and it takes a lot of energy. And so all I can think of is like I don't think people realize when, if you're a fan of say, if you're 
an OU fan and you not only tailgate or let's let's use Ole Miss because their tailgates mm-hmm. are insane and you tailgate every weekend at the Grove and you set that up and you make it through a full day and then you go on the road to root your team on like it's a it's a level of commitment that I don't see from NFL fans or from yeah. pro sports teams you know like the the commitment to college sports is one of the most inspiring things. It makes me feel like anything is possible that like humans will eventually cure cancer because like people are this committed to something that like, if you're this committed to college sports, we're going to be okay. If the people we were out with at the bar on Friday night till 2 AM can, can be drunk as a skunk and wake up, hang hungover and still get to the Grove by seven somehow, some way, and then get after it starting at 7 AM all day and then go to the stadium and watch their team play for four hours and then go out that night and say, if they can do that week after week after week, what chance does cancer have? (laughs) Seriously, Like we are like the world's going to be fine because like, there's clearly the, the stamina and the energy to figure stuff out. Um, But Mississippi was the Grove was wild. Like I, should we go through the report? Yeah, let's do it. Do do, do do the, do the vibe check. What, uh, what, what is your initial, um, if you were to describe your time at Ole Miss to people, uh, using using feelings using feelings the, the feelings that, that it conjures up when you talk about it i think i said this to you when i was there but it, it oxford it is shocking that that town can support a college football team as good as it is for the size that it is like yeah. you know everybody knows i grew up outside of boston and and oxford feels like one of the wealthy towns outside of boston like it was that size it's small. It's a little town square. There are all these adorable boutiques, like really good restaurants. Um, you know, and you get maybe two minutes outside of Oxford and there's just fields. (laughs) So it's a very, it's, there are, there are maybe three roads in Oxford and the population increases by like 60,000 people every home game. Um, and so it felt, but, but there were also, you know, like you pass signs where they're not ignoring their history. They're like, this is where the union army burned the place to the ground. And you're like, Oh wow. So it, it's a very complicated place. And yet it's also like, everybody knows everybody. It feels really cozy when you're there like you it's lovely um but it's a little it's a it's sort of strange to just be like oh my god this is the cutest place in the world how is there how is there a major football program here that can support the infrastructure of what that entails it was it is the one place that i've been uh and and i have not trying to think of like my my experiences in the south because i've I've been to to I want to say I've I've been to every state in the South. I've been to a lot of the cities in the South. I've not Mm -hmm. been to a lot of the college campuses. Um, But, you know, I I like to think that I have I have some experience traveling throughout the South and Oxford, Mississippi, to me, for better or worse, was like the most unmistakably Southern place I've I've ever been where I'm like, you could not this entire vibe right here could not exist anywhere other than the South. Uh, This is this is so obviously. If, if you knock me out, put me into a coma, and then I woke up in Oxford, I'd be like, oh, I'm in the South, like in two seconds. I'd be yes. like, I'm in the South. Cool. Yes. Um, and I think like a lot of people outside the South, like I don't know I don't know how much uh, people pay attention to their history books, but uh, there is uh, 
there has been a conflict amongst the uh, people in the South and the people not from the South in this country that has uh, mm-hmm. gone on for quite some time. Um, so I think people that like aren't from the South, like you hear me say that and you're like, oh my God, so you're telling me stay away from Oxford and never go to Oxford. And I'm actually telling you the opposite because all the things that you would celebrate about the South, uh, the, the culture of the South, like how friendly people are, the great food, um, the, the way people dress is is like undeniably like nicer and classier and they love that they get off on that they're like yes i do wear a tie to a football game what of it what uh, you know like you don't you're telling me you wear a jersey and jeans disgusting disgusting yeah you're such a slob i'm like what year did you graduate from almost you're like no no no, i dropped out of high school i just uh, (laughs) i just wear a tie because i'm classy I'm like, what, exactly. what is this place? Um, so it, uh, yeah, that, that was my impressions of Oxford. It was like, it, 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 it had the Southern charm uh, through and through. It was very, very, very tiny. Someone explained it. Was it Ferris on our crew? One of the guys on our crew is uh, from Mississippi, Clarksdale, I think is where he's from, like an hour west of uh, Oxford. I think he explained to me that it's called, that, that they call Oxford the Velvet Ditch, I want to say was, was yes. what he called it. Because it's, uh, he's like, listen, we, we, we are aware of the PR of Mississippi nationally. We are aware that people do not, uh, do not plan vacations to Mississippi often. Um, and he's like, what, what makes Oxford so cool is that as the whole state is uh, rightfully in some ways deserving its reputation as uh, for some of the, the things that it's not great at, which is frankly a lot of things. Yes. Um Oxford itself is like this beacon, this oasis that exists of like higher education and yes. a ton of money and great food, as you said, and great people. And you're just like, am I a miss? Am I sure that I'm a Mississippi? You're like refreshing your map. You're like, am I? Is this is Mississippi? Are we sure <laughs> yeah. this is Mississippi? And then everyone there, that's like all everyone, even people from Mississippi, are like, well, this isn't actually like Mississippi. <laughs> this is just Oxford. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I saw T-shirts that said Velvet Ditch on it, like at bookstores. And, you know, the guy who drove me because we flew into Memphis and then it's like an hour 20 drive and it ended up being cheaper to have someone drive me than a rental car because rental cars are messed up right now. Mm -hmm. The guy who drove me, he was like, look, Oxford is different. He was like, this is he was like, we have incredible public schools. He said they're also really good private schools. Like it's very family friendly. And he was like, everyone knows everyone. And it's very much a if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours town. And but he also said something that I kind of think was a much more positive spin than than it sounds when you say like it's a small town he was like 30 percent of people who go to school here stay here yeah like you can he was like you can have a really nice life here and it's not a high cost of living like you can have a lovely house it's very family friendly i saw a ton of kids in the square um he was like i mean you want to get your kids out of there by 10 on a saturday but like you know um (laughs) but it was so so it's a it's it's at once a small town which i think most people would hear and think of as insular and yet also very welcoming I, I cannot recommend it enough. If you're listening to this show and you, uh, you you've you've probably never given much thought to ever visiting Oxford, Mississippi, or going to Old Miss or anything like that, I I cannot recommend it enough. You should check Same. it out. It, it is a place that like you should experience for as I said for better or worse. Like maybe it's not your thing, but uh, I would suggest people go because uh, it did feel very unique. It it yeah. is a place that I've never really. I, I don't even know what to compare it to. I'm sure people from the South are like, no, nah, it's not the, you know, like Tuscaloosa is not that much different or Athens, Georgia is not my, you know, I've, I've never been to a football game in Georgia or at, uh, at Alabama. Um, so maybe I'm the wrong guy to be talking about this, but uh, Oxford 
felt very, very different. And, uh, I, I, I did love a lot of it. Um, some of the, it, it felt like it was, well, we'll get to, we'll get to the parts I did love in a second. It was very, very small though. It yes. was very like, we tried to book hotels. I think we talked about this. We tried to book a hotel like three months out for this game. There was, there were no hotels there. Like, no, like I, I think five years out, there are no hotels on game. Yeah. Days. You ended up getting like by the grace of God, someone canceled and like someone in the athletic department got one hotel for you. Um, yeah. I think that's how it happened. Like someone in the athletic department's like, we could maybe. It took my... the athletic department at Ole Miss <laughs> yeah. to like pull strings for me, which is so like so gracious of them, you know. And and it, I I'm extremely grateful, but it really was like by the grace of God. Yeah, you know. And my I ended up staying in an Airbnb like at two or three miles off campus that was right by an airport. That uh, it was it was it was like it was like a three bedroom condo. Uh, I looked it up on Zillow because of course you do if you stay in an Airbnb you always look it up on Zillow. Uh-huh. Uh, I think it I think it was valued at like one hundred twenty one thousand dollars and it was three bedrooms. Stop <laughs> it! I can't I can't I can't. T- we live in places where if I look I at like, real estate anywhere else I yeah. just want to like walk slowly yeah. into the ocean because I'm um, like I've made life choices that mean i pay too much money to live somewhere the point of bringing it up though is we, we couldn't even find a hotel and i think like a lot of people from mississippi or from, from oxford saw that as a point of pride they're like oh yeah we don't mess around game days we sell out you know it's hard to get a ticket it's hard to get into town it's hard to i'm like that's this isn't a good thing like what are we so, like, so what life if you is built a few more hotels yeah like so so life is inconvenient for you and that's like a positive that's what you're telling me <laughs> like it's great it's crazy every bar is absolutely packed it's shoulder to shoulder every game day is nuts here every and i'm like so we we need more hotels and bars is what it sounds like that's all i'm here like supply and demand have we read a single have we taken econ 101 here like if you could make a killing if you just open another hotel right right <laughs> jack up those prices baby. yeah what are we doing what are we i, I will know, so. say i think it was the most full stadium i've seen yet on the tour oh yeah it was packed yeah, don't you think i mean it was house. also yeah, yeah. it was also eli manning day which i think i yeah we can get into now or or we can go through a report card i don't know i i'm all over the place with this one because like it was the most different place i've been um that i all my thoughts are still sort of formulating um but it, it was clearly like a very proud day for Ole Miss to have Eli's yeah. jersey retired um so maybe that contributed to it but I think it's like that every weekend I, I got that feeling too that that that's just how it is and again everyone seemed to wear that as a point of pride and me being the diva that I am it's like you should not be proud of this we need more <laughs> hotels we need more restaurants <laughs> One more hotel. We need more infrastructure. Mark's review of Oxford, please. One more, another courtyard Marriott, please. One hotel short. Yes. (laughs) We were one hotel short from being a great trip. What was the best food you had there? The best food I had. So um, the two shoots that I did on Thursday were both in the square. We did one at Landry's, um, which is one of, you know, ranked as one of the best menswear stores in the country. And honestly, was one of the coolest stores I've ever been to. They've got amazing memorabilia and the menswear, like I, they dressed me up as a guy going to a football game mm-hmm. and I put on a suit and I've literally never felt more powerful. I was like, Oh, I understand why white guys in suits, like just do whatever they want because you feel an incredible amount of power when you're wearing a really nice suit. So mm-hmm. highly recommend everybody trying a suit on at some point. Um, and then we went to, we did a shoot where, um, a bartender, Tark David taught me how to make 
some you know game day drinks but in between we had a second to go to city grocery which has won james beard awards um and ate i had a i had a fish a fry a beer battered fish sandwich with tartar sauce that was maybe the greatest sandwich i've ever had and i was like Oh wow! Okay, so they do know they knew they know how to do food down there. And he, I think, he has a few restaurants. I can't remember his name right now. His first name is James. My brain's a little broken, but um, that was definitely that was the best thing. A beer battered fish sandwich with tartar sauce. Yeah. And and was it elevated? Would you say, Charlotte? Would oh, you say yeah. that this dish oh, was yeah. elevated? I would say that it was. It wasn't deconstructed, but it was elevated. Okay. It was elevated. What about uh, you? Along the same lines, uh, I don't know if it was the best piece of food I had, but like when I was told the story, uh, I was dying laughing that uh, someone at a tailgate in the Grove gave me a corn dog. They're like, I was just walking. Yeah, wait. The- what's the what's the yeah, deal? Well, I'm going to tell you this. This is why this was the best food. So I'm walking through the Grove, and uh, I kept seeing corn dogs. I I was very confused by what was going on, but I just was like, I don't know. I like corn dogs. Who doesn't, right? It's yeah. A, we all eat hot dogs. It's I a love hot dog corn on dogs. a stick. It's yeah. a deep fried hot dog on a stick. What's not to like? <laughs> right. Uh, but then I was seeing the disproportionate amount of corn dogs. I was like, this is this is a lot of corn dogs. Corn dogs, Jackie. Um. So I'm walking uh, through the Grove, and a guy just yells Titus and I turn, I look, and he's like, you want a corn dog? And I was like, I guess. And so I take the corn dog, corn dog tasted like a corn dog, Charlotte. I'm not going to, not going to pretend like it was the best corn dog I've ever, it was a corn dog. Yeah. Um, but then I started asking around, I was like, what, what is going on? Why are there so many corn dogs? So apparently LSU fans, um, they, I, I don't know if this is just old Miss or if this is like all the SEC or whatever. Um, Somewhere along the line, someone made the observation that LSU fans smell like corn dogs because they are carnival people, I think was the insult. That like oh the LSU fans God. go to corn- carnivals and smell like corn dogs. And so the, the corn dogs were to taunt LSU. Like it was LSU week. So it's like, let's all eat corn dogs and mock the LSU fans. That was my thing. I, I could have been honest to God. I was that. That's the other part about all these trips is like you could say anything to me and I'd believe it. Yeah, um, especially I know. after especially after going to Texas A and M, where I was like, "There's no way that's true." And then I look it up and I'd be like, "Oh my God!" Every single one of these traditions you guys have is true. Um, but that was the story that was told to me. Was that like s- people in the in, in the SEC call LSU fans corn dogs? And then I looked okay. it up and there was like a little bit of evidence to back it up, but I I, I don't know. So that was the funny i don't i don't know like so the food itself wasn't the best but that was the most memorable thing was eating that corn dog and having a guy explain to me why i'm really we glad i'm so glad i was gonna ask if you knew what the deal with that was because i went into one of the stores that sold gear and it had a sign that said our women don't eat corn dogs and i was like what <laughs> the hell is up with i was like offended i was like i was like first of all as a woman who loves a corn dog, what is this all yeah. about? Don't that, know why they had is. to call it women specifically, but um, we were like a few of us walked in for it was between shoots, and I was like, "Where are we? What is this?" And now I get it. There, now there it you go. Sense. It's also LSU. though, as someone who fell in love with LSU, I take offense to that. <laughs> You're a corn dog. I take yeah. offense to that. Yeah. Do, do you eat corn dog, Charlotte? Yeah, I also am well, corny, so like I get it. There you go. You're you're a corn dog eater and an LSU fan. It all checks out. And a corny out. So maybe person. That, yeah, it all and a corny out. person. It all checks out. So we 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 see. <laughs> all right. Fair. Okay. I get it. All right. Oh man. Uh, what was what was your favorite thing? What is the one thing um, you you love most about Ole Miss that you wish uh, you could take home with you? That you wish this was a thing in your life. Honestly, this is going to make it sound like. Uh, 
there was so much that was really cool about it. And I don't want to make it sound like this is like I'm a, you know, city planner or something, but I loved how walkable everything was. Mm. Like you're you can walk from the stadium to the town. You can walk anywhere in the town is like a 400 foot radius from mm-hmm. itself. Um, and a lot of the places we've been, you know, the stadium will be like three miles away and you have to figure out how to get. But I really liked the walkability. It felt like a campus. It felt like okay. It felt like a, a college campus that the town was there to support in a way that I actually thought was pretty cool because especially where I went to school, there was like a huge divide between the college and the town in yeah. a way that was not positive. And I think it's gotten better, but like it was very, very clear that like, oh, these are the college kids and this is the college and then here is the town and they are not integrated. And I think they've since been better about that, but I really liked how much of a sort of seamless, it wasn't clear where Ole Miss started and Oxford ended or where Oxford began. And, you know, I liked that. I liked that a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Because like, honestly, Ohio State's campus is probably as big as like the entire city of Oxford and the entire Ole Miss campus. Yeah, it's it's yeah. So that that is a good point that like having because they're they're I I used to uh, my dorm at Ohio State was on the opposite side of the uh, basketball arena and I didn't have a car my freshman year. And if I didn't if I couldn't get a ride from like Greg Owen or Mike Conley, who were like the good players got the freshmen were supposed to. Yes, freshmen weren't supposed to have cars, <laughs> but like Greg and Mike somehow had cars. And uh, if if you I, don't say. <laughs> yeah, weird how that worked out. Hmm, I wonder what it was. Maybe there was a clerical error where they thought Definitely. they were sophomores or something. Uh, so if I didn't get a ride with them, I would have to walk to practice, and it was like it would take like forty five minutes to an hour to walk to practice, just on from on two points on campus. It would take forever to walk to campus, and yeah, you're exactly right. Like having a, having a place where you could like walk is would be absolutely money uh for me it was uh when we were at the bar at the library uh after our show on friday night and um the play starts filling in and then i forget what time it was maybe 10 p.m or something they play gary glitter rock and roll part two (laughs) which is otherwise known as the song goes hey that's it's that song um and the entire bar just lost its mind because uh as we very quickly found out uh that is like the the i don't know what it's not the fight song but it's like a song that i don't know how to explain it because they, they played it every, you know it was like the it was might have been the first song on jock jams it's like a song that's played at, at stadiums all over the country so i'm not pretending this is an old miss thing charlotte it was just mm-hmm. um it triggered all the fans to start doing their hottie toddy chant and i i tried to study it for as long as i could and they did it at the game too i could never i never learned the words did you ever learn like the full words of uh no Hell no, it, yeah. it, 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 it for some reason it, it's like the most it, it is the coolest chant i think that's the coolest chant i've heard it's like hottie toddy gosh almighty money, hell yeah, yeah and then you lost me bingo bingo tingo tango Ringo, who's your Ringo. daddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i we, i don't know but it was and ferris again not yeah. to i we, we should just have ferris on the podcast ferris we should we should just have ferris explain this uh because he did something too where he was like right, right before the show he grabs the mic and he's like I got one question, Ole Miss. Are you ready? And he he kind of does that at every stop where he's like, is everyone ready? And then people are like, yeah. yeah. And he goes, are you ready? And they're like, hell yeah. Like in unison, hell yeah. Damn right. I remember that. Yes. Hotty toddy. We somebody. Who's, where's the party? Bingo. Yeah. Tingo. 
Hotty toddy, gosh almighty, Eli Manning, who's his yeah. daddy? <laughs> and it just kept going. And and frankly, it was a little long, like especially when they're playing the uh, Hey song. Um, they, they start because the, the, the song has one word. It's Hey. You literally say Hey. That's that makes They're fitting simple. the whole chant into that that's why one we, bar. That's why we love the song, Charlotte. We all know the lyrics. You hear it one time, you're like, I know every word to that song. It's Hey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be but honest, then, Mark. I didn't know that it had a name until you just said it. Rock and roll part two. Yeah. No idea. Um, I was just like, it's the Hey song. Part, part one is not good, by the way. The rare, the <laughs> rare occasion one? where uh, the sequel is better than, I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> the sequel is better than that. Uh, but yeah, the, the appeal of the song is just the one word. And then they play the song and then they go into this long <laughs> chant. And then by the time they're done with the chant, it's ready to start the chant again. And I'm like, this is, this is a little too much, but I, I love, I love that I, anytime you can be at a bar, and and you play a song and like the whole place lose like they, they you know this i guess isn't an old miss thing this is kind of you know it feels like every school seems to have their one song uh that's not their fight song that gets mm-hmm. everybody going you know but uh anyway that was cool no that, the that was, old miss cool cheer there. was i'm i'm with you i loved it it's the most for some reason it was the most satisfying thing to listen to yeah you know the, what i mean it, you were just like oh it, it was sort of like in a like a nursery rhyme for adults the, the the other reason I love the this stuff happening too is uh we we spend some time here three or four days and um we get to a point where we feel like we get it you know like we we're we're like around campus and talking to people and like after two or three days of this I'm like I kind of get Ole Miss like I'm kind of an Ole Miss guy myself now I got I go to the store buy some gear and wear and I'm like you know I kind of get this place I understand it and you're at a bar and that song comes on and you're looking around like what the hell is this. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like all those, the first couple of days we're there is the, we're studying for the test and then yes. that song comes on at the bar and that's the test. And we're like, Oh, that's right. I'm not an Ole Miss fan. I have no idea what's going on You're right like, now. Oh, I actually didn't do any of yeah. the reading. Yes. I did none of the reading. I failed the test. Uh, you guys enjoy whatever the hell this is. I'm going to stand over here and watch. Cause this is. It, what it's the hell so is true. <laughs> it's so true. It's it. You can, you can, you can get a sense of it. Um, but you then those moments happen and you're yeah. like oh yes i am out of my element um and that's what? sort of what's amazing about it what's so yeah. fun because you watch it happen and sometimes like well those things will happen and we'll look at each other and just be like what, what? Uh, like there's you, yeah, no yeah, words like, exchange we're just it, like if i looked over and you knew what was going on i'd be so pissed i mean how does yeah, charlotte no. know what the what, uh, what the hell how do you know this song and i don't you know no idea. uh so we both no yeah idea. you kind of look at each other like you, you, we're, we're we're not supposed to know this okay thank god we're both clueless right this okay. wasn't this wasn't in the pamphlet they gave you yeah, yeah it wasn't in my pamphlet I didn't no one explained this to you either <laughs> all right great uh great. What, what was one thing uh i kind of already went and and just to reiterate yeah. I'll, I'll answer first the one thing that you didn't love mine was probably just how small it actually was i like the walkability <laughs> i hated the uh i hated that we were at that bar on friday night and um i thought to myself i'm gonna lose my voice if i keep trying to talk to people because you got to scream uh-huh. over the 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 music's playing and you know it was a loud bar on a college campus or, or close to a college campus we all you all know what that's like but uh right. i thought to myself I could probably use like a quieter place i'm gonna go try to find a quieter place and i left that bar walked around found like three other loud bars realized those are the only bars that exist in this place. i was like i guess i'm gonna call it a night at 11 yeah. o'clock because if i don't I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk tomorrow. Cause I'm just like screaming at the top of my lungs, you know, to all these right, bros that right. come up to us. They're like, love you on part of my tape, bro. And I'm like, yeah, thanks man. They're like what's Bill Simmons like? And I'm like, the thing about Bill is what thing you got to understand about Bill. <laughs> and I'm like yelling that for, for three hours. <laughs> I also just want to say something that has cracked me up at every stop we go to is like, 
there's inevitably one guy at like every bar, every spot who comes up to you. And it's the only time in my entire life where I've watched like where there's been a situation where there's like a guy and a girl and men have come up and the guy has gotten hit on more than the girl. The guy gets hit like, on. It, 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 and it, it cracks me up every single time. They're like, uh, hey, nice to meet you, Charlotte. Oh my God, Mark Titus, dude. Like, <laughs> Heck, oh, what? But if it yeah, makes like, you feel better, they always, inevitably, every single one of these, not every single one, shout out to the guys who, uh, you know. Shout I, out to I, the OGs. Shout out to the OGs. But uh, a high percentage of the guys, uh, it, it, it's so funny. Uh, I, I, I love the level of notoriety I'm at because uh, you will, you'll get your ego stroked by like people recognizing you and they're like, oh my God, Titus. And I'm like, hell yeah. And I puff my yeah. chest out and I'm like, it's me. Right. You want a picture? You want an autograph? What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, it's me, man. Um, and I start to get the ego about myself. And then they're like, I love you on that show that's not even yours. And you appear <laughs> twice a year on. <laughs> you, you always have great appearances it's on those really shows, funny. man. Why don't you like ever do something for your own career? Like you should have your own show. And I'm like, I have 30 shows. <laughs> you're, you're, like, are you, you're like, I can't handle this. My favorite yeah. was, I don't think we talked about this last week. My favorite was some guy. I'm sorry. I'm going to have trouble getting this out because I'm laughing too hard. We're, <laughs> we're talking to fans and we're, do, we're at the Dos Equis activation where we interview fans. Um, and this guy has clearly had a few beverages, even though it's 9 a.m. Uh-huh. We put him in, the, in between us. We do the whole interview. And then he goes, hey, is Mark Titus here? Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. you were like... <laughs> I lose it laughing. Your face, we have a picture of the moment he said that. And you were like, yes, he is. He's, like, he's actually yeah, right here. I mean, that's what I mean. Like you could spend, if you're an optimistic person, you'd be like, a guy knows who you are. That's pretty cool, man. And then yeah. a stranger knows who you are. And I'm just like, I just talked to this guy for three minutes. And then yeah. he goes, who was that? Yeah, and then was the reason he asked, if I remember right, he was like, is Titus here? Because he, even that part of you that's like, oh, he must be a huge fan of mine or whatever. It was again, it was like, I love you on some, you know, like when you would on go the on other Sim, shows that I've heard on the, you on. on some Simmons show or like, <laughs> is Titus here? Because I heard he like might know Ryan Rosillo and I love Ryan Rosillo. Like maybe I could tie in. <laughs> And they're really all like, good. if yeah, it makes you guys... feel any better, they just, they don't even know. They're like, who's this chick? And then, <laughs> no, no not... I do have to say, shout out to, it's, it's been very, it's lovely if, when people have been like, Charlotte. And I'm like, the one thing though, that I always like, it is never, it is the most humbling thing in the world to me that anyone gives two shits about what I have to say, or like mm-hmm. listens to anything or follows along. Like, thank you guys so much. But anytime that happens, my immediate reaction is like, oh my God, someone recognize me was i picking my nose two seconds ago like what was i doing you know because i walked through the world completely oblivious being like i no one's ever known who i am my whole life so the fact that maybe people are starting to and they say hi please always say hi but know that if i picked my nose like two seconds before that's just i'm sorry my low point was uh my low point example of that was uh when i was super fat and i would go to the chipotle in columbus closest to my house all the time, like like two or three times a day, and I'm not even like I probably average like 1.8 times per day for like well over a year. <laughs> I was going like 13 times a week, probably. I don't know. Um, where I, I I'll never forget. I'm sitting there just like stuffing like this double meat burrito, double right. Like I you know you do the move too where you just get double everything, and just, I don't know. And I'm just like shoveling into my with using my hands to like scoop up rice and shovel it into my face. And I'm on Twitter with one hand and like shoveling food into my hand and I'm scrolling through Twitter 
And uh, I see a guy uh, that had tagged me in a tweet that was like, just saw Club Trillion at Chipotle. And it's a picture of me like going like this. Stop it. <laughs> oh, no. And it was like a paparazzi type shot where like the guy never even came up to talk to me. He was just like walking, like he had got his pickup order and saw me and like snapped a quick pick. And I was like scrolling through. And I, I, I was like this. And then I like look up and I'm like. Uh. <laughs> that is a low point. That's pretty that bad. Like, <laughs> you were like, you I got to reevaluate yeah. some things. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but those are the fun ones. So, yeah, as you said, people recognize people. People are nice, are gracious to you. They're gracious to me. It's uh, it's you, really lovely. It, it is lovely, but it's the ones yeah. that stick with you aren't the ones that are like, hey, Charlotte, huge fan, love your show. Can I get a picture? You know, those aren't the ones you remember. The, the ones, ones you that remember... stick with me are the guy asking you if Mark Titus is here. Yes, yes. It's absolutely That's my hilarious. Favorite. <laughs> and we are, we, the two of us are at a perfect level of notoriety. We're like, that is, that's what you need because you don't want to get too big of a head, but it's nice to be noticed, but it's also like, it's 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 hilarious to like you gotta you be know, brought back down to earth, just, just be the roller coaster that happens yeah. in like 10 seconds of like <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah i know Real you good. for the reasons you don't want me to know <laughs> you're like damn it <laughs> we're like what about what about our show do you like our show what, like, what show <laughs> Wait, yeah show? i know um, Charlotte, whatever what happened to you after you left uh, Sports Illustrated? I loved you on Sports Illustrated. You, are you, Someone are you asked still me working? that. Someone tweeted the other day, whatever happened to whatever Adam Wilder things? I was like, what? I mean, I don't, I was like, fair question, first Sorry. of all. Second of all. Um, yeah, so the I, I said it was how small it was. What is there anything that you didn't? You already said, right? Yeah, I did I? I'm really in my brain. Like, there's a low level of... Um, computation going on right now uh i think the congestion that the grove like the grove is super cool um and it had been on my bucket list to see the grove at all miss and and but i didn't realize when people are like no it's just it's tense as far as you can see it it's not just tense like you think of a tailgate and there are like little paths that you can get through to get right. to another tailgate right. this would picture an office with a picture a floor of an office with cubicles yeah and instead of and one after another after another you know like office space and instead of cubicles those are tailgating tents and you can't quite tell where one begins and another ends which is super cool for being able to talk to people and everyone's super gracious and they offer you food didn't encounter a mean person while we were there but it's hard you can't walk anywhere like yeah. everything it is was very congested. Yeah. Yes. And I was just, and, and I got sort of turned around. So I said, I think like maybe if there were a path or two between the tents, I would appreciate that. Same. So it's a similar thing as me, yes. which is like, this is uh, I get the perspective that this is charming and cool, but to me, Logistically, all, I'm, all I'm thinking is just like, why not just make the grove bigger? So we have more space. <laughs> or like put, <laughs> what yeah, if we, right. Sorry, I just what if we created more space and more <laughs> hotels and more bars? And they're like, why would we do that? This is this is perfect. The way like, this is charming. Right. And then you have to be like, you're right. Um. All right. Final thing. What's the what's what is the uh, funniest thing that happened on the? Uh, we, I mean, we kind of like honestly some of the some of the interactions like the, the, the yeah. those are the funniest thing. But what is there is there some one thing that stands out as the funniest memory you have from Oxford? Yes, and and I haven't told you this yet, but when um so we're on the field and it was Eli Manning's jersey retirement. Um, he was standing in the tunnel. It was kind of wild to be there because I I feel like there weren't actually that many media people. Like there was this you know the CBS crew who was broadcasting the game, and there were the old Miss media, but I didn't see like a ton of reporters or mm -hmm. like. So we were really kind of had a view of this thing, which is pretty much the biggest moment of Eli Manning's life when his number is being retired next to his father's and they are two of the three numbers that have ever been retired. 
at Ole Miss ever. Like mm-hmm. that's the dream, right? And mm-hmm. he's standing in the tunnel and he's he looked very contemplative. Like it was clearly a huge moment for him. And so he goes on, he he thanks everyone, they retire his number, he comes off and um media started sort of surrounding him and for better or for worse sometimes part of this job or i have found as someone as like reporting on stuff or trying to get access to someone you feel it's embarrassing and kind of shameful to go up to someone in a really big moment and be like hey can i talk to you even though i know you're with your wife and kids and like this is a big moment but also you know how this job works, which is that there is media involved. Mm-hmm. And so I go up to Eli, I found him in the tunnel and he was super gracious. I was like, Hey, can, can we do a quick video? And he's like, Oh, sure. And as which I was like, Oh, uh, amazing. I was expecting him to be like, no, absolutely not. But he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. I'm so flustered <laughs> that I'm, so I have the, I have the camera out and the video on facing towards me. So it's ready. Uh-huh. All I have to do Literally, all I have to do is press record on the video. I managed to screw it up and take a flash photograph selfie of me and Eli Manning. And the flash goes off and we're both like, whoa. And I was like, oh, God, I am so sorry. And then I'm like fumbling with the bone, trying to get it back to video. And like, thank God we get it back. He was, he gave a great answer as to what hottie toddy meant to him. But there uh. was that was that was the funniest thing where I was like, oh, my God, I just took and uh, felt very old tried to I, to access and the picture itself is so funny because i have like <laughs> four chins and eli it's only like eli looks great because it's like one of his eyes in like the frame so he's mostly not in it he looks it's just great because he's not in awful it. <laughs> and so that was pretty funny that i was like that i deserve that i did that's that great. to myself yeah that's great uh <laughs> My my favorite my funniest moment was when we were doing the live show and you were waxing poetic about how charming Oxford was and I was like yes Charlotte I was like there is something about this place it's just romantic like that was the word that just kept and as I was saying that I look over and there's a dude in a camo hat with sunglasses on in the bar and it wasn't even sunny in there it was it wasn't quite nighttime but it was like you didn't need the sunglasses on and he had his jeans on and his boots and he uh, was just grabbing his crotch. And pointing at one of his friends, like sitting behind us, and just like laughing, and then he raises his beer, and like the whole. He was, it was just like uh, it was a dude. It was like a very proud redneck that was just uh, having a moment with his buddy, where he's just grabbing his nuts. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was so prepared to like go on this monologue about. Um, I was like, you know, there's just something about this place that, like, and now I understand why so many writers live here, yes. and like, yes. you know musicians come out of this area of the country and like the, the art like that it must be inspired you just see this guy grabbing his nuts he's like yeah dale dale right here buddy yeah like, you, need, you need another beer man and i just said you know what never mind never mind yeah, you're like, we yeah. are we are still in mississippi i suppose you know what mark two things can be true at once two things yeah, can, two be, things true can be true at once. uh so there it is that that is the report card on oxford mississippi great time again i recommend it can't recommend it enough for uh for those who uh uh never been go check it out for yourself mm-hmm. i mean make, make it make sense I, w- I suppose like don't go to if Ole Miss is playing like Louisiana Monroe in a football game that they're gonna win by 40 I, I can't recommend maybe going to that but like yeah. if Ole Miss Bama are playing Ole Miss LSU do it absolutely uh, do you should it go yeah definitely go if it uh yeah if, if, if it's something that you've there, always... were, there, there were two bucket list items that i had before we even knew this tour was happening which was a night game at lsu which we've gotten to do and get to tailgate at the grove and they are both you know people say never meet your heroes and i think in this case they'd say like never 
do your bucket list items for fear that they don't live up to it. They live yeah. up to it. Go. Go. It's really cool. Um, all right. What else? What else? What else is tickling your fancy in the world of sports? World Series? Well, listen, the Astros, man. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I don't know that there has ever been a more obvious answer for who to root for in a finals <laughs> world series but yeah. whatever like it championship then astros braves mm-hmm. i'm trying Can to you think, think of one? <sighs> maybe uh maybe yeah, maybe no, no maybe. you know what it was you know what it was yeah, when, when dirk when dirk played uh with the mavs was playing lebron and and d wade and bosh and uh, Dirk was sick, and LeBron and D Wade were like fake coughing to mock yes. like him being sick. And the the LeBron had just formed the super team in Miami. I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to think of like other ones, but I know what you, I I understand. It was also, Point taken. It was also Cubs, um, Indians. Oh really? You thought that was obvious? Who to cheer for? I think I mean because the Indians had, guess... had a long drought too. I didn't know. I I guess I was living in Ohio, so I was, I was surrounded by people that were cheering for the Indians. And, uh, At the I time, I remember doing a search of. I think I did. I like did a. You can do a Google Trends thing, mm-hmm. and the only place that people were searching Indians more than um, Cubs was Ohio. Oh really. Yeah, that's so funny because yeah, maybe to, that was to me. It was very it, split because like I saw I saw all sorts of Indians friends, and I I felt like a loner being the one guy in my community that was cheering for the Cubs. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, but point taken. Yeah, this is this is very very obvious, which is interesting though because I think people historically maybe don't love the Braves because uh, they they you know in the '90s they were like very very good. They had a large presence with the TBS. You yeah. know, showing games nationally and it was like i remember thinking like the braves were like the national league version of the yankees almost that like it was wow, those two teams okay. were just like inevitable and like whether you know the Bra- i think the braves won did they win in 99 i don't think so i think they they made it 99 the yankees beat man i don't remember they made it they didn't they win didn't the win yankees it. won they won it and went 95 and then the yankees won at 90s i don't know but the brave the braves had the run in the 90s i think they only won one but it felt like they were there every year. It felt like they were in content. They were kind of like the Dodgers are probably now where it's like the Dodgers have actually only won one, but on the national league side, it feels like the Dodgers every yes. single year are winning the world series. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting. Cause to me growing up, the Braves were not a team that people would rally behind, but I think this Braves team is very likable. I think Freddie Freeman is like kind of the face of the Braves and he's mm-hmm. certainly a likable guy. And, uh, the Astros are the exact opposite of that. Everybody totally. hates Astros. <laughs> and I also think, Mark, that that Atlanta sports in general have had mm, it mm-hmm. so bad mm-hmm. in the past five, ten years that like everyone, everyone's like, you know what? Well, we really hope you have this one. And the Astros cheated to win their last World they did. Series. They like did. it is almost wild to me that they're like let back in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> who let them back like, in? It, who I thought we kicked you in? out of this party. They they faced very little uh, retribution. They didn't even have to face the stadiums in 2020 because of COVID. Now, mm-hmm. sure, they've gotten booed, but like I don't think it's the way it would have been. So here's my question. If the Astros win the World Series, does this – my fear is – and I made the argument, by the way, that the Jose Altuve redemption tour is coming. I don't, I don't think this. I don't think this year is. I don't think like if the Astros win and Altuve's MVP, I don't think everyone's walking away from it like, oh, maybe, maybe I was wrong about the guy. I think he's got to switch teams. I think Definitely. he's got to go to. He different can't team do it as then, an Astro. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it can happen as an Astro. But uh, my fear is that the Astros, if they win the World Series this year, that almost 
lends credibility to the theory that the cheating wasn't actually that big of a deal because they're it, it was just like kind of a you know what I mean? Kind of yes. like how the Patriots you know how the Patriots cheated to win like basically every Super Bowl and everyone was like Tom Brady's a fraud and then Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without cheating. Yeah. Like with the well, Buccaneers. You're testing like, oh, me a maybe. little bit on this one, but uh <laughs> you know what? I'll, well, I see where you're going with it. I'll let you have it. Uh, um yeah, no, are, you're are right. we worried about that? That like if the Astros win, then all of us that were complaining about cheating, maybe we have to be like, okay, we, we have to we're, we're not gonna give up the fight. Let's be honest. We're not gonna go yeah. well, like, okay, we were wrong. It's not how it works as a sports fan. But we're gonna have to regroup. We're gonna have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what the point of attack is because um maybe banging on trash cans can't help that much. Actually win the whole thing. Wow, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. And now that you say it. I think it's yeah. even more imperative that the Braves yeah, win I think the because Braves you're right. Have to win. You're yeah. right. That will if if the Astros do it this year with largely the same team. To be honest, yeah. I mean, you know, some coaches have changed, players obviously have changed, but like it's not it's not completely different. A lot of familiar um, faces. I, I, yeah. yeah, a lot of familiar faces. Yeah. Then I think you're right. I think it gives a spe- It'll give Houston. You know, Houston fans will become the worst. That's what will happen if they they'll be like, oh, so now everyone who said we're cheated, like, you know, we can do it on our own. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, but you still did that. You still ruined people's careers because like pitchers are still not in the majors anymore because you guys banged on trash cans. You (laughs) stupid idiots. Like, come on. You ruined your Darvish, you sons of bitches. Uh, You, uh, uh, also Houston doesn't have anything else. The Rockets are not good. The Texans are very much not good. Um, and this is like, yeah, I, th- I think this should just be an eruption of because I think Houston fans realize that they're baseball's all they got right now in terms mm-hmm. of like superiority over the country. So when the Astros win, it is just going to be however many months the baseball offseason is five months of just like suck it, two America. <laughs> yeah, two months, yeah, a month and a half. A and then and for half. and then opening pitch comes and they're right back where they started, just like we're the defending champs. Kiss our we, the Braves have to win. We need they the have Braves to win. win. We America for America's sake, and so that people don't Yeah, no, the Braves but have it to is, I'm, it I'm is, rooting for the Braves now. It is interesting though, because I do I do remember a time when the Braves, you know, like the idea of saying like every Ameri- the Braves are America's team and everyone's rallying around the Braves, that would be very controversial itself. But I think you're right that enough time has passed since the nineties and we've watched Atlanta choke and everything. A million yes, times. Literally everything. There's not a sport. I don't think there's a sport <laughs> that, they haven't choked in. Yeah, that now there's something endearing about the Braves. And and the fact that they're playing the Astros helps a lot. It's kind of like honestly, like uh not to bring everything back to LeBron, but we're we're we talk about sports, so you kind of have to. Um <laughs> LeBron on the Cavs against yeah. the, the the Warriors when they had Durant and you know, and you're like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I, I'm cheering for LeBron. I want LeBron. LeBron's an underdog, and I hope LeBron gets his done because screw Durant joining the Warriors. I like. I can't cheer for that guy and that no, team. No, 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 totally. And and, yeah. and but it's a good point because I think something. The Braves were the team of anyone in the South who lived anywhere where there weren't professional sports yeah. or where college sports were the thing. Like the pro sport, everybody I know who grew up in the '90s, um, you know, in any neighboring state or any state that's not you know, any state between Texas and say North Carolina, like you're a Braves fan because that, those are the games that they showed. And And it's funny. It's funny meeting people from the South and they're like, yeah, I'm from Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I'm I'm like, obviously a Braves fan. I'm like, yeah, was that obvious? It's like, it's like a 12 hour drive. And it's because of TV rights. It's (laughs) literally because, so I think, I think that there, this could be the PR that the Braves needed to like really reclaim 
being loved. Um, but yeah, God, the Astros, man. Um, Ugh. and they beat my yeah. Red Sox, so screw yeah. them. Yeah. But uh, one, the one, other one thing, thing. Yeah, I was gonna say Tom Brady. Is that what you want to talk yeah. about? Do a Tom. Yeah. Do, do do a do. Share your thoughts. Do you want on me to do Brady a Tom Brady thing? I, do a Tom Brady thing. Do a. <laughs> okay. Do, so, do Tom Brady. <laughs> do, let, me, let me do a Tom Brady. Hold on. Uh, so about ten minutes before I walked in the door after getting home from ten minutes before I got home from Mississippi yesterday, Tom Brady throws his six hundredth career touchdown, passing mm-hmm. touchdown. Mm-hmm. which is the most that any quarterback has ever thrown because when you play until you're 70,000 years old, that's mm-hmm. what happens. And he then proceeded to throw what? Four more, five more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, I was like, can we get a mercy rule for this game? Because poor Justin Fields, the bears, like someone just end this, like this, this feels unfair. You didn't have to bring Justin Fields into this. This is about Tom Brady, Charlotte. Let's okay, focus right, here. Sorry, Justin I... Fields does not play defense for the bears. <laughs> he did not play okay, much fair. offense either, but he did. He does not. Yeah. All right. All right. I won't. It's, this isn't about Justin. This is about Tom and um, Mike Evans, uh, who caught the 600th touchdown without thinking yeah. tosses it into the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that's funny to me about this is, um, the fan, they had to, they had to haggle with the fan for like an entire quarter to get the ball back. Yeah. Cause the guy was like, uh, I would really love not to give this. I would back really to love you. to make uh life changing money by selling yes. this ball. Yes. Yeah. And he eventually gives it back in return for like, they were going to give him an autograph or like something. And I read an article that said that that ball could have gone for like $500,000 at auction. Unbelievable. But my point is that the fan didn't have a choice. That guy can't keep that ball because for he never should have had it in the first place. Second of all, okay. he would be he would be he would be dragged over the co- he would be it would be Steve Bartman esque, I think, yeah. if he kept that ball. Except maybe not, because a lot of people still don't like Tom Brady. So maybe he'd be a hero. I don't know. What do you think? I think um, one thing I've learned uh, from the internet, I've learned two things from the internet. Two, uh, you absolutely under no circumstances never do is uh, never talk to the cops if you're if you're arrested or brought in for questioning. Under whether whether you're innocent or not, I've I've had that beaten into my head. It's like they're they're not your friend. Do not don't say do not anything. Talk. Hire a lawyer, have them talk to him. Um, that's been beaten into my head. Never, don't ever talk to the cops. The other is never give up. The memorabilia really? to the team. I've I've really? had that beat in my head. Yeah, because um I, th- I think you can do it after the fact. I think you can like again hire a lawyer. Let the lawyer talk to the guy or something. You know, I don't think because what I mean, about the like, guy? Because you just you have a like I get it. It's not his to begin with, but it also if this was Tom Brady's 599th career touchdown pass, and the guy and Mike Evans tosses it into the crowd, and the guy catches it. Is there a single person on earth that's like, you have to give that ball? I guess maybe the team might want the ball back or whatever, but those are the rules is that you can keep it. The same is true of like these guys' home runs that, uh, you know, Mark McGuire breaks Roger Maris's record and whatever happens to the ball. Like the guy gave, I remember that was a story. Like one of the Cardinals ball boys, like gave it back and he got like a $50 Chili's gift card and he could have sold it for, he could have sold it for like $20 million, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and every time I read about that, I'm like, just you, you could still like I understand the being put in a position where if you're a true fan of the team, you have to respect that this would be a big deal to Tom Brady for him to have it. Like this is this is more about him than me. All of that is true, but uh, I would then talk to the team and be like, I really, really, really want to give this back to Tom. I don't want to sell this to some you know bozo on the open market. But also, I could sell this to a bozo on the open market. So this is a two way street. If I'm going to show love to you. You got to show me some love back. Just give me, give me like 50. I don't know. Whatever. 
I figure, think the figure team... out what it will sell for on the open market. Give me half that and I'll take it. Yep. And then I yep. think if the guy doesn't accept that, then we, we as a society can call him a dick and be like, come on, dude, what are you doing? Um, but the, the offer of like, you know, we'll get, we'll give you what, what are they? We're, we'll give you like a parking pass to a preseason game <laughs> next year, you know? And like yes. a headshot of Tom Brady that like, he, you know, that, that he may he, or may not have signed himself. He may, like he didn't sign it, but we'll print his signature over top of it. You know, like we'll run Do it through the printer. Do you want an NFT, and, sir? Yeah. No, like, I mean, what, I what think the hell? I I agree, and I, I I do think I don't think he could have sort of like politically in, as a statement for the team. Like he can't really keep it. He can't really hang on to it. Yeah. But they've got to do him a little bit better than because he needs he that man. I don't know who he was. He could be an oil magnate. I could be wrong. I would bet he needs $500,000 more yes. than Tom Brady needs a football. Yes. And the other thing is you can always, I, I don't, I don't think you should never give it to the team. I just think you should never do it in that moment because you could always, that guy could always take the football home, sleep on it for like a week and then be like, <laughs> I need to sell this. I, you know, I need to give this Tom Brady. I don't need yeah. to sell it or whatever. Yeah. And like have the epiphany of like, what's the right thing to do? I should give the ball back. But to do it under duress when you have the ball and like the whole everyone's like huddling around you and then like some guy taps you on the shoulder with a Buccaneers polo on is like, sir, I need I need the ball. I need the ball. Like, get get lost, dude. I would just Stick tuck to your I, guns. Yeah, Stick, hold that ball. I would just uh, I would just tuck and run and I would just take off running. You can and, also hold it because at that point you're holding it ransom, right? You're like, yeah. give me 500 grand and yes. you can have the ball back. And the Buccaneers would, definitely have 500 grand. I would take a knife and just hold it up to the ball and be like, pay me. Or I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Especially like, with I'll Tom Brady, that I'll would carry the, real yeah. weight. He's like, I'll deflate it. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I will I'll rip this it. ball to shreds. I swear to God, I'll do it. I'll do it. There <laughs> will be no air pressure left inside this ball. <laughs> um, but there, anyway. there was a very funny picture of the 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 Bucks personnel guy pleading with him from the field, like looking up at the stands. Yeah. That someone tweeted out that I just for some reason the whole thing just like absolutely cracked me up because this is the stupid sports stuff that i just think is did, a lot so along fun. those same lines um did, didn't tom brady get a jersey stolen one time out of locker room is that he correct sure or who did. was it it was, yeah. it was brady right out of the it super was brady bowl locker at room? the the 28 to 3 super bowl that's right because yeah. i was there and i was i was interviewed oh, I was you doing, were hmm, yeah, interesting not to, hmm. well you know <laughs> uh we where were you on wraps. the night of uh... i took it <laughs> no because there was this huge commotion i was covering I was in the Pat's locker room doing the interviews there. And then all of a sudden, like cops come in, like there was this, like the stadium just turns into chaos. Cause someone's like the Jersey's gone. And it was like this manhunt to find wow. the Jersey. And they eventually tracked it down, but it was also, it was the only thing that Boston media talked about for like two weeks. I saw that uh, Emmett Smith, um, the, the, the interview he did where he said that, uh, that when he broke the all time rushing record, um, mm -hmm. career rushing record that he he knew he was going to break it that night and he and he knew that the memorabilia was going to be so desirable that he wore four different sets of uniforms for he, he changed it. every single quarter he changed uniforms and he gave i forget what he said like he sold one for charity one he gave to someone one went into the pro football hall of fame and then one he kept for himself and he said the one he did that because he knew that like all these people would want one and the one he kept himself was the uniform he was actually wearing when he broke the so he's like i'm the only one that has the actual one but he knew that I people would that. want it so he's like yeah here's the uniform i wore and gave it to the hall of fame or whatever i don't know that's yeah. brilliant yeah so tom brady should have done that 
You should do that. Tom Brady, I think- at this point, because every time Tom Brady steps on the field at this point, he's going to break a record. He should just change uniforms. Yes. Like we're a different one every quarter. I think that's what he has to do. <laughs> he should seriously. Yeah. I you think could also give so every, much money to charity for that. I think every fan should bring uh, a bunch of baseballs to baseball games and baseball. But like you should bring all the equipment to these sporting events. Maybe that's what. So that way, like if you catch the football, you can do a swap a room and be like, "Yeah, here's your football back," and and you have. Maybe that's what the Tennessee fans that were throwing shit on the field against Ole Miss, maybe yeah. the guy had gone to a golf tournament earlier and had the golf ball in his thing, and he was prepared for, or he, he, you know, maybe that's what it was. He like was ready this, to that's keep why he had the, the, golf, ball. the yeah. golf ball. That the, Someone throws a golf ball, I'm going to do the switcheroo and throw it. I don't know. Speaking don't know. of that, I think we should leave everyone should on leave. this note, which is that you go, we should leave. We should no, leave. <laughs> we should, but also I want everyone to go look at how much you look like Lane Kiffin at the Ole Miss game. In I committed your visor a bit. And like I, fishing shirt. I shaved my uh I shaved my face. Yeah. He was your dad. He was my dad, yeah. I tried that. The visor drove me absolutely nuts. I'm not a visor guy. That's one thing I learned from this trip too. I tried to put the visor really? the hair spilling. Like if you're a visor guy, you have to be so carefree and fun that your hair just going everywhere at the top of the visor. You're just yeah. like, whatever, man. I'm a visor guy. You think I have time to you're care about this? You're willing to look like a mushroom. Yes. And I'm not that. I was like very much like, damn it. You know, like this, this lock of hair like pops over the top. And I'm like, damn it, get back there. You know, <laughs> I kept I kept fixing my hair. Not a visor guy. That's something I learned on this trip. So, um, you know what? Maybe in know. Florida, Georgia, which is our final stop, I'll wear a visor and I'll find out if I'm a visor guy. By the way, both coaches, visor guys, Dan Mullen and Kirby Smart. <gasps> both Visor versus wow. visor matchup. Oh, this is huge. <laughs> this will be huge. This is huge, folks. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.